0: Roaring urchins, this is Beckett Wolf with Boca del Mar morning announcements. Homeroom begins in 10 minutes, and have a great day. Wednesday is Grandparents' Day. Nurse Gerard reminds you to please make sure your grandparents are caught up on their vaccinations before you bring them onto campus. We don't want a repeat of last year's scarlet fever outbreak also jonathan Mezzer, your presence is requested at the principal's office your mom is here to pick you up because your fish died not the green sword tail but the freshwater angelfish we offer our condolences a new change in the cafeteria this week after a narrow legal victory by the boca school board wednesday lunch will once again be referred to as cheese pizza and not pseudo lactose bread-based substitute with a tomato-like flavored sauce Birthdays this week, Suzanne Choi, Vice Principal Brown, and my little brother Gordon, grade 10. Uh, He's actually turning 8 this year on account of him having skipped many grades. Our whole family is so proud of him. Happy birthday, Gordon. (laughs) This week also marks 10 years since Vice Principal Brown began her evil reign over our school. The drama club will be hosting a reenactment of the violent coup that led to her ascent during third period in the auditorium. Let's get to this week's top headlines from the Boca Del Mar Gazette. In a closed-door teacher meeting, the faculty senate ruled 10 to 1 that chewing gum and playing thumb war do not count for P.E. credit. An op-ed this week, Darian broke up with me two weeks before the fall dance and 10 other reasons why he's the worst human in the world. And finally, book review, Don't Believe the Hype, What Really Happened When I Broke Up With Cecily Before the Fall Dance, a memoir by Darian Brooks. And now, a few words from the 10th grade life sciences teacher, Mr. Humboldt. Everyone listen up because I'm only gonna say this
1: once. Whoever has been entering the science room after hours and taking the class gerbil out of its cage in order to dress it up in various cabaret and burlesque style outfits tailored perfectly for a small rodent needs to stop immediately. As you all know, Rosie the gerbil was a rescue, and these outfits trigger post-traumatic stress flashbacks to her dark days before she joined the High community. This behavior is not funny, and poor Rosie is now in a state of utter and complete shock after what appears to be multiple late-night visits from twisted rodent fashionistas. Now, even the slightest whiff of lace or the tiniest glimpse of a high-heeled boot will send her reeling back to those dark, cold nights in the rat-hole cabaret where her name was still Aubrey Jane and she had to be up on that stage for hours under those harsh spotlights performing high kicks and tutu twirls for the lascivious pleasure of the after-hours rodent clientele. How they would leer at her. How they would drool. This behavior is despicable, and if you have any desire to go on the 10th grade class trip to the laser tag arena in Armantown, then you must cease all gerbil-related fashion production this instant. If you don't, I will start performing random backpack checks at homeroom period for needles, cloth, and tiny mannequins. You have 24 hours.
0: Thank you, Mr. Humble, and keep uh, rocking on. Class President Alastair Mephisto has asked for a moment to issue a brief reminder about the dress code. Alistair?
2: Hello, citizens. I just wanted to clarify the terms of the dress code and note that the minimum width for girls' tops is two normal fingers wide. You can't just expect us to measure the width of your spaghetti straps using any two random, abnormally thin fingers you brought from home. The front office isn't sure where you guys are getting them, but if one more student is caught with a musty old box of mummified, pencil-thin severed fingers, covered in ornate rings and still damp with embalming fluid, they're going to lose it. In the future, remember that all dress code measurements must be made using the pre-approved pair of fingers on Vice Principal Brown's lanyard. That is all.
0: Thanks, Alistair. And now for a new segment this week called the win and fail of the week. (laughs) The win of the week. Alexis Wagner, grade 11, was awarded the Boca Del Mar Junior Citizen of the Year Award for her work spaying and neutering the local wild guinea pig population. Congratulations, Alexis. The fail of the week. PE coach Sarah Wu broke her leg after falling off the monkey bars while trying to demonstrate the correct form for a chin-up. Get better soon, Miss Wu. (laughs) Now to sports. Normally we'd go to Lucas, but he's feeling sick from the cafeteria cheese pizza. So here's Arnold from the drama club filling in for Lucas. Finally,
1: my time in the spotlight. Always the understudy, never the lead. Well, ha! Look at me now, Uncle Randolph. Who cares if you were in a community theater production of Come From Away in Agora Hills? Ahem. It is I, Lucas Marsh, and I am a lover of sport in all of its many forms. The crack of the boot, the swing of the bat, and the thwack of the ball. Score, goal, that's an ace in the hole. Aside. Okay, Arnold. Calm down. Don't blow all your energy right away. Here's your big part. Girls soccer lost to Springdale in a close game with a score of 3-2. Boys rugby tryouts are tomorrow on the upper field after eighth period, no experience required. Boys soccer practice tomorrow will take place on the middle school field as a result of the rugby tryouts and finally make sure to catch the girls volleyball game on Wednesday because the first 20 fans will receive a Boca Urchins iPhone case! Oh, the bard truly doth speak through me and I am spent. (sighs) As always, I am Lucas Marsh and together we achieve the extraordinary. Back to you, Beckett.
0: Thanks, Arnold. AV Club salutes our comrades in the theater community. Solidarity forever, brother. Now, Principal Mfez asked me to read the following statement. Students, we see you and we hear you. After you delivered administration a petition with over 300 signatures, We're proud to announce that the soda machines will now carry slop. Starting Wednesday, swing by the second floor learning hub and bring a slop bucket, you're gonna need it. Unfortunately, to make room for all the new slop, we had to remove some other options and will no longer be offering Coke Zero, Coke Zero Plus, new Coke Zero, Coke Zero Throwback, or Coke Zero Reckoning, or water. To wrap things up for the morning, we now go to Vice Principal Brown with an important school-wide announcement.
2: Hello teachers and students. You may have noticed some new faces in our classes and hallways today. I'm excited to invite into our community, for the foreseeable future, a number of transfer students who will be temporarily joining us from Dr. Calamitroid's Academy for Talented Tweens, you know, the one upstate. As you perhaps saw on the news, Dr. Kalamatroid's academy was burned to the ground by the Shadow Ravenger over the long holiday weekend. While they rebuild, the superintendent has asked that we host some of the displaced students. I'm sure we're all eager to show Dr. Kalamatroid's talented tweens that old Boca Del Mar hospitality, but before that I just wanted to lay out some ground rules. Firstly, do not touch the talented tweens. I repeat, Under no circumstances should you touch a talented tween. Dr. Calamitroid was supposed to send me a list of which tweens are radioactive and which are just having a rough go at puberty, but he's obviously got a lot else on his mind right now. So until we can get this all figured out, avoid any and all physical contact with the transfers. Second, if a talented tween asks you to psychically meld with them, do not agree. Dr. Calamitroid was very clear on this front. I know we don't normally do psychic melding here, so think of it like the lice outbreak last winter. But instead of having to shave your head, you'll be driven mad with forgotten knowledges and and accursed formulae of civilizations long since turned to ash." Little Mikey Pebbings melded with the tween on his bus ride this morning, and Nurse Gerard says he now perceives the passage of time less as a straight line than as a sort of concave disc. As you might imagine, this has made it very difficult for him to attend class, let alone understand cause and effect. Third, do not agree to join any of the tweens on a quote unquote mission. It's my understanding that groups of five or six tweens will sometimes join forces to do a mission, which can involve anything from, oh, stopping a runaway trolley, to imprisoning war criminals in the nega-dimension. This is all well and good, but for students who lack the tween's special talents, the mortality rate on these missions hovers somewhere around, oh, 97%. Tweens may try to peer-pressure you into quote-unquote suiting up to join them, but if they do, just recite this handy rhyme. I'm a normal boy or girl, no wings or spikes or fangs. So if I'm asked to do a mission, I'll kindly say, no thanks. I trust you all will respect these guidelines for as long as this situation lasts. Together, I'm sure we can make this a positive and productive community for us and our guests. Thank you all.
0: Well, that's all for this morning, folks. As usual, thanks for joining me and we'll catch you next time. Until then, roar on, roaring urchins.